Hello and welcome to the Huntsman World Senior Games Active Life. My name is Kyle Case and I'll be your host on this amazing journey as we attempt to help you get the most out of your life. Joining me in our studio today is my co-pilot, Lil Baron. Hey, Kyle. Lil Baron. <laughs> Here we are again. Yeah, it's exciting, isn't it? It is. It is. So listen, we, we do this show every week and right. every week we, we do our best to kind of... <laughs> be our best selves yes, here, we do. right? We, we want to talk about things that are going to help us be the people that we want to be. We, right. we talk about diet, exercise, uh-huh. sleep, self-care. We try to cover just a little bit of everything. Uh-huh. So I saw this article called 28 foods that the world's healthiest people eat every day. And I thought, wow, they must really be full. <laughs> Right. Right. I read the article. I'm assuming that they don't eat every, every food every single right, day. But right. there were some good things that I thought uh were worth sharing. I'm not gonna cover all of them. We're just gonna touch okay. on a couple of them. But there were some good ones there that I thought you might we all might consider including in our diet. Okay, I'm ready. You are Cheetos was probably not on that. <laughs> You know, keep asking because you to. never know. You, you never, never know. know. There might be one of these lists. I think so. It will probably be a list that you don't want. The one that's like food you should avoid at all costs, right? Yes. <laughs> no, these are food that, foods that are good for us. Um, but, you know, moderation in all things, right? Let's let's give Cheetos their due. Moderation in all things. Here's the here's the first one. Okay. Almonds. Oh, mm-hmm. do, you, do you like almonds? I do. Yeah, I like almonds. They're they're very rich in healthy fats. They mm-hmm. have great fiber and protein. Uh, really, these are nuts that are just made for snacking. Right. They're just perfect. Uh, you can use them as slivers on top of your oatmeal or your yogurt. Mm-hmm. Uh, a lot of people like to put them on top of their muffin recipes. And uh, salads. And salads. Mm-hmm. All kinds of places. You can uh, even use almond flour in mm-hmm. place of regular flour mm-hmm. in your recipes for pancakes or whatever. So good stuff. I really like almonds. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I like to eat nuts and almonds is one that I like to eat, but for some reason I get a little, um, oh. just a little crumb that gets stuck in my throat, probably 100% of the time. <laughs> maybe you should drink the milk. A, maybe, maybe <laughs> I haven't stopped eating them because of it, but I always get an almond, just a little crumb stuck in my throat. And it's funny because other nuts don't seem to do that, but almonds do, but I almonds, almonds are the good next one. time. <laughs> <laughs> the next one is uh, avocados. Oh, mm-hmm. we, we've talked about av- mm-hmm. avocados before on the show. You know, they're maybe not know. my favorite. I just had food, one for lunch. Oh, you did? I okay. did. Okay. Well, so you're doing good. Did you have almonds uh, no. yet? No. But it's still a possibility. It's still a possibility. The, the day's still young, right? <laughs> um, so avocados, we know they have a ton of potassium, even mm-hmm. more than bananas, mm-hmm. which was great. Avocados are rich in heart and waistline healthy monounsaturated fats. I need to eat more of them. <laughs> <laughs> They're a hunger suppressing because they have great fiber in oh. them as well. Mm-hmm. And you you know, like it's the texture for yeah. me. It's the texture. Yeah. But one way to overcome that could be to drop one in a smoothie. Yeah. Which I haven't done, before. but I know a lot of people do mm-hmm. that. So avocados are good for you. Beans are the next one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Too much hesitation. Yeah, I know. Beans. Beans are packed with fiber, mm-hmm. so they help you be full. They help you be regular yeah. as well. <laughs> they also help, in addition, they also help regulate blood sugar. <laughs> they improve your cholesterol and they bolster your overall gut health, which mm-hmm. we've talked multiple times about how important that is. So if you're looking to get more beans in your diet, you can add them to chili, 
obviously mm-hmm. they go in chili uh you can mash them into dips mm-hmm. which a lot of people like those seven layer bean dips yes. it's probably all the six other layers that are maybe not as good for you but <laughs> you can also use them this is i hadn't thought of this but you could use them to replace some of the ground beef in your tacos or oh. your other dishes i've never tried that before but this, that seems like something that yeah. could work yeah. uh, just some ideas to share here's one that was surprising to me and it is black pepper really yeah so i um, I used to put black pepper on everything. It just okay. was my seasoning of choice. Um, my, my wife doesn't like black pepper. And so it's kind of shifted uh, off of the table, you know? Yes. So I find that I'm not putting on very many things anymore, but black pepper has uh, a bunch of good things going for it. Uh, in addition to being both an antioxidant as well as antibacterial, black pepper helps with weight loss because it stimulates the breakdown of fat cells. Really? So it, might be worth sprinkling a little oh, pepper, more on pepper. Your, on your mashed potatoes. Yes. <laughs> and here's, there, there were a bunch on the list. Like right. I said, we're not going to cover everything, but let me just share one more and that's garlic. Okay. Yeah. And garlic's great. You it know, ac- the active ingredient in garlic is allicin, which they have found may help to lower cholesterol. Uh, it protects your cells from oxidative damage. It normalizes your blood pressure and your blood sugar. They say that raw minced garlic offers the most health bang for your buck. Uh, That's according to Dr. Bowers, who is the co-author of Secrets of the World's Healthiest People. So you can add it to all kinds of things, your homemade salsa. Mm -hmm. You had salsa today Uh yeah, with your avocado. Yes. Yep. You can stir it into your ranch dressing. You can use minced garlic and olive oil as a topping for toast, which I've never done, but that kind of sounds good to me. So things to think about. Very nice. Some, some foods to uh, to consider adding to your. What diet. I really like is I've tried every one of those. Thank yeah. you. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. A, <laughs> I got you. A horrible list. I got you. I got you. <laughs> Let's move on to today's guest. Okay. Our guest today is Ellen Lem, a professor of English and Gender Studies at the University of Wisconsin Milwaukee at Waukesha. She's recently published a book called Gray Matters, Finding Meaning in the Stories of Latter Life. She has family members in their 80s and 90s who helped her, helped to inspire this book, uh, as, as well as a bunch of other research. I, I actually just finished this book last night. Okay. And it takes a, really a fascinating look at the realities of aging, but it kind of looks through the lens of media. And um, I just, I just, I'll I'll be honest, uh, Dr. Lamb, I'm just, I'm going to introduce you. I'm going to bring you right on. I was planning on reading the back of the cover and then looking at the title (laughs) headings. I'm full, full disclosure, but I I got sucked in. I started reading and I was like, Hey, this looks interesting. And I kept on going. And by the time I got through it, I was like, I I'm I'm glad that I took the time and read it and learned a lot. So congratulations on a well-written book and welcome to the show. Thank you so much. And (laughs) I should have, it should have, when it came to, it should have sent with you don't have to read it in order because that's what people are telling me. Some people who are like a little overwhelmed feeling like, oh, maybe it's a little academic um, have said, well, I started with the sex chapter. I'm like, that's fine. <laughs> you, you, whatever, whatever, whatever gives you your entryway. You know, I mean, I just wanted people to, to um, re- jump in wherever it you know, piqued their interest. So, well, I'm glad. I will say I will say again, in full disclosure, Lil, the sex chapter piqued my interest, but I read it in order. <laughs> but by the time I got to that one, I was like, yeah, okay, here we go. This is the next one. So, no, it, it really was great. Well done. I, I'm yeah. interested just to get us started off here. You're not a, a gerontologist. Um, you're an English teacher. So, why why did you like kind of settle on the topic for this particular book? 
Yeah, that, I mean, that is, I think, the question to ask. So uh, I think that I am really interested in cultural studies. So I've been doing that really even since my dissertation, like in the 90s, where, you know, I looked at turn of the century, but I looked at all the newspapers and advertisements of the time period. I was in the basement at NYU looking through all the microfiche and all, you right. know, because a lot, none of that was stuff was online. I've always been interested in culture. Uh, it's how I believe that people navigate the world. It's how they usually get their information. And so uh, I think that the cultural studies aspect of the book makes sense with what I'm drawn to. Um, but I do think that uh, having a lot of older people in my life, um, both parents um, and I have just a number of people in their 80s or 90s, and it really came up when they would start asking me questions, and I knew not how to answer them. Like, yeah. Should I get the knee replacement? Should I, um, you know, should I get long-term insurance? And I just thought, I don't know anything. And then I went to the bookstore, <laughs> and there were like not even good books to access. So I thought, I gotta, I gotta find out about this topic. It's really important, especially with the growing numbers of people who are you know, going to be in the demographic over 65 uh, worldwide. So absolutely a very, yeah. very fast growing demographic. And like you say, there's, I mean, there's no, you know, user's manual owner owner's manual for, for anything in life for sure. But boy, this, this, this aging thing is, is a challenge and, you know, information is, is so important. I, I really appreciated it. As I read the book, I appreciated, um, you know that that you really take a, a a very real world approach and and view of things. You you cover it you know very candidly. There's no there's not a lot of sugar coating, uh, but but it goes both directions. You know there there are the challenges that come along, but there is also the joy and the satisfaction and the successes that come as well. What I also found very interesting was looking at it through the lens of media. Like I said, and you you know you reference uh, the way that media portrays aging uh, in particular. And uh, I'm I'm just wondering as you as you went through that process, were there like how did you find this media that portrays the aging population, and um, you know how did you kind of hone in on what you wanted to 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 research there? Yeah, well, a lot of I mean the literature came across my plate. I am an avid reader, you know. I just I read constantly, and so a lot of the literary examples were ones that. You know, I just by by reading books and novels and memoirs came across um, the other ones. Um, you know, I do. I'm also am a pretty uh, interested film goer, so I came across those as well. I would say that some of the references. Uh, one of the things, like to as you probably remember, BoJack Horseman um, is an yeah. unlikely uh, source to include <laughs> in a book on aging. Um, and some of them actually came from like my son. So, you know, I have one in college and one in high school um, when I wanted to look at how uh, sexuality is older sexuality is made fun of. I just went to the, you know, went to the high school student yep. and, you know, he was like, oh, family guy episode, this family guy episode here, you know, just like we're able to right away hone in on that. And I think, you know, I'm really been happy with the project in that I do see even this younger generation now more aware of it. I will oftentimes be watching something with one of my kids and I'm like, oh, you, this is so ageist. You have to come, you know, so it's really been a little bit of a family project where now they're much more aware that very often in the media that there is a sense to make fun of 
um, stigmatize, uh, portray aging in you know comical and negative ways. And, and there are some really positive ones too. Is I think we just saw from the Oscars, um, Best Supporting Actress, um, the Korean actress. I, not sure of her name right offhand, but um, you know, in Minari, I, I for me, she made that an outstanding film, her role. So I, I think that, uh, that these positive and negative portrayals are all around us, and I think you know, just want to kind of call out to the, the positive examples of what they do and um, see the problems from the more negative ones, uh, because they do say that having a negative view of aging does take years off people's lives. So that has been something that the research, which that was one of the surprising facts that I came up with was that if you look at aging in a negative way, it actually affects a person's longevity. So um, Uh all of these portrayals of older people as feeble and senile and sexless or sex crazy, all of these things are, are really doing damage. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was, it was fun for me just going through the book to see references to, to literature or, or movies or e- e- graphic novels. I mean, you kind of covered the whole spectrum there. Some of them I recognized and, uh, it was fun to look at them in a, in a different way. Uh, some of them I didn't recognize, um, as well. But, uh, but yeah, you're right. It's, uh, it, it's an interesting phenomenon. A lot of times we look to media to either be a mirror, you know, something that reflects what uh, is actually, or, or sometimes it's the, the projector that, you know, we're watching and, and seeing and then wondering if that's the way that we're supposed to be acting or, or whatever. And I think you do a really good job of kind of analyzing both sides of that. And then, you know, again, throwing in, you know, real world experience of, of your family and others that you interviewed. Uh, it really is a, a kind of a fascinating look at things, but you kind of alluded to this. I want to ask you to maybe um, expand a little bit on it uh, because you, you analyze this, you analyzed kind of years of, of media to kind of put your book together. Do you think that culture is getting better in improving representations of older people? Or are we getting worse? What are your thoughts? Yeah, I do think there is improvement. Um, there are people, I don't know if you're familiar with Ashton Applewhite, who she has a website called This Chair Rocks, and people send her in messages like, yo, is this ageist? And she's on Twitter, and she's a huge following. <laughs> and, and you know, one does not want to be caught by, uh, by uh, Applewhite, be called out. And, um, and so I do think that there is greater awareness of sensitivity uh, in TV show portrayals, in movies. So I am seeing um, more roles and opportunities for older, act- older actors and actresses um, and also with television. Uh, so I do think there's more possibilities. What's strange is that I still sometimes in literature, even by progressive novelists in other regards, I'm still coming across some of the older tropes. So it's almost as if they didn't get the message. So um, <laughs> I was reading a novel called uh, All My Mother's Lovers, and it was by a lesbian writer who really explicitly describes the relationships that were happening, uh, the romantic relationship of the lesbian character. But then at some point she meets one of her mother's former lovers and is all squeamish. Oh, the idea that they were intimate. And I just thought, how can you be so like, progressive on one realm? And then you know, continue this perpetual um, idea that older people don't need, you know, touch and intimacy. But 
Yeah, I do think that there's progress. I did just recently read about an exhibition that's going to involve um, naked older people um, and as a way to really get people to start thinking of individuals as um, people who are in love relationships at all ages. And so I I think for me, I do see more progress than uh, places where I'm, I'm worried and concerned. Yeah. It's uh, again, just, just an interesting idea. You know, of course we, we work, you know, Huntsman World Senior Games, we're, we're dealing with uh, senior athletes and, and all the stereotypes and things that, that go along with that. Uh, I just read an article today that said, um, you know, a little bit tongue-in-cheek, but also kind of representative of, of the observations that we're seeing around us, that ageism is the, the last acceptable ism that's out there. Mm-hmm. And, and you do kind of see that, you know, you see that in everything from TV commercials all the way through the movies themselves. And, and again, you know, working within the senior athlete community, we certainly see that with people who have never heard of the games or, you know, can't understand why a 65 year old would want to be playing basketball <laughs> or, or rugby or, rugby or, or <laughs> yeah. running track or right. swimming or, you know, whatever it is. And um, we're proud to be on the forefront of helping to change that. And I think that we've yeah. been able to in so many ways, not only for the athletes themselves who, who maybe have, um, you know, entered a time in their life where they thought that athletics was no longer available. Right. There's, you know, it was great for high school and college, but I'm done. And now, you know, that, that can't be part of my life anymore. And it absolutely can be. But also we see that attitude change in the spectators and in the family and the friends and just, you know, random community members that come up and happen to catch a softball game or, or a volleyball match. And I, I've said this a hundred times, but it's true. I've never, ever talked to anybody who, you know, stumbled into a game not really knowing what to expect, who didn't leave just blown away by the level of play and the competition and the desire to still win and to score points. And, you know, like you don't lose that. You you might move a little bit slower, but you still want to win. (laughs) I think this pandemic too, you know, calling, you know, the, the, the older generation, you know, vulnerable, vulnerable you know, and at and, risk and, yeah. And again, ageism, yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. you know, right. Now, and, you know, and the research has shown that actually the people who did the best during the pandemic mentally, psychologically have been the older population. There've been three or four studies on it so far. And in terms of how it affected people emotionally, they were the most resilient um, yeah. and, you know, partly it's having to already deal with some degree of sometimes of loneliness and isolation and finding a way to, to get through, but, and, you know, have drawing upon a life experience of, of survival, seeing the big picture, not realize, you know, instead of, okay, things are shut down now and not, Oh no, the world is terrible. Um, but recognizing that, uh, it's seeing the larger field where where, uh, it's going to get better and um, we, you know, one needs patience. So I thought that was really interesting that, yeah, when people were oftentimes in the media looking at how the pandemic affected older population, at first it was like, Oh no, there are, you know, they're in crisis, but actually um, many did very, very well. I mean, there was definitely a problem in nursing homes with not doing enough, um, testing and so there and 
Uh, sometimes people have felt that the way in which they did not let visitors come in may have been more hurtful. So there were problems, but um, it is encouraging to know that uh, that many older people survived and and actually, you know, sort of flourished during this time. There is de- definitely a toughness that yeah. comes yeah. with experience and patience. I mean, you you hit on that. What a, what an important attribute. And mm-hmm. and uh, it just you know as 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 we age and we learn more and we see more and it it, it it's just expansive to all of us. So I hadn't read those studies, but I'll be honest, that doesn't surprise me yeah. that much to know that that's the case. I do want to ask you this. We, we've got uh, a couple of minutes left, but sure. um, having gone through this process and, you know, the, the research and watching the, looking at the media and, and, you know, the interviews that you did and interacting with your family members and, and so forth and so on. I'm wondering, is there anything that you plan to do differently now that you're an expert on aging? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I do think so. I think um, I am more appreciative of, of, the people's life stories. Um, I know like when I go to the grocery store and I see an older person, as opposed to maybe noticing like, Oh, the gray hair or walking slow. Instead, I think, Oh, how many interesting stories does that person have? How many love affairs have they had? How many, you know, interesting family dynamics. So I really see now most older people that I come across as being like repositories of, incredible amount of life experience uh and so just a lot of the stereotypes have gone away that you know just as a member of society i probably couldn't help but to ingrain some of those so um and you know just really looking at people as possibility and not as what like they've lost but like what they what they carry with them um it so i see just all kinds of hope and potential and which is really inspiring to see how people kept changing over time and how they live different, different lives. So that's why when I heard about, you know, the, the senior games, I thought it really was a, a, a convergence between my message, seeing people's potential that it, that it never ends, that people can just have to reimagine maybe their life, but uh, they always are pursuing something that they're passionate about. And, how important that is of making life meaningful for, for individuals. Absolutely. And, you know, again, it's that passion, like you said, and, and whether that's basketball or basket weaving or knitting or connecting with your grandkids or whatever it is, um, there's a lesson there for all of us, regardless of age, right. you know, follow, follow that passion and it can really uh, create the life that, that you're looking for and that you want. We've got about 30 seconds. I'm wondering if you have a favorite chapter in your book. I have a suspicion of what it might be. <laughs> okay. Well, I, for me, it really is the one on gender. I mean, yeah. I, I'm, a tr- I'm, I'm definitely drawn to mysteries and I'm curious why women do live longer than men. And so I put forth a lot of theories and I treat menopause there. And why is it that some people feel like menopause is a huge physical ordeal? And so I'm like, what? It happened? You know, right. so there are just so many mysteries for me in that. And are women more obsessed with their, with their look? changing or you know as i say maybe this isn't something that was just about um that could be geared towards women and maybe men also are self-conscious 
and then I got to treat art, you know, and so there's not a lot, and I love those, uh, you know, treating Louise Bourgeois, the artist who uh, was doing huge sculptures and things into her late 90s. Um, So that gave me a lot of joy, the recognition of the artist and the stories that we can, of hope that we can get from those. So I do think that was ended up being my favorite, even though the, the sex chapter, as I said, is other people's favorite. So and it's, I should call it, it's the intimacy one. Intimacy, the intimacy chapter. Yeah, we put one. too much emphasis on the, you know, the three letter word. <laughs> Well, that's wonderful. So, how can we how can we get the book? How can where can we find it? Well, um, definitely you can get it from Amazon um, in multiple formats. So it's on Kindle, hardcover, and paperback. Um, people can also, if they're you know, if they want to use uh, independent bookstores, it can be ordered maybe on the shelves. Um, you can always go to Rutgers University Press. They they have a global aging series. So this was a part of. Uh, a series of books that come out on aging, most recent research, um, many of the books being really readable. And so um, that's another place as well. Awesome. The name of the book is Gray Matters, Finding Meaning in the Stories of Later Life. And Dr. Lim, thank you so much for joining us today. And and best of luck as you move on to your next project. Thank you so much for having me. I really enjoyed talking with you both. Awesome. Lil. Yes. Good stuff, right? I know. Yeah, just, just interesting I need that things. book, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's it's uh it's it's interesting. I yeah. think I think you'll get a kick out of out of it. Um really quickly just to wrap us up here, as I've mentioned before, the last several shows, registration for the Huntsman World Senior Games is open. You can check out all of the schedules, the rules, the dates, as well as our COVID nineteen plan that we've designed to help keep us all mm-hmm. safe. That is all at seniorgames.net. And while you're there, check out some of the great content we have. We've got regular health and wellness blog posts. We've got access to our Living Your Best Life webinar series. Just a bunch of stuff there on active aging. Of course, you can also find this as well as previous shows right on that same website. That is SeniorGames.net. So check that out. Today's inspirational thought comes from the British writer E.M. Forster, who says, We must be willing to let go of the life we have planned so as to have the life that is waiting for us. Very nice. Until next Thursday, stay active.